Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. So in this next series of episodes, we're going to be sharing information from Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree Grand Cross, on the symbolism that you can find on the apron, the jewel, and the cordon of the Scottish Rite Degrees. So starting with the fourth degree, Secret Master, Laurel, and Olive, again by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree Grand Cross. Black and white, that's the first thing that strikes the eye in the apron and cordon of the fourth degree. Its creation of harmony by the balance of opposites is the first statement of the great theme of the Scottish Rite, the essential philosophical and moral lesson of equilibrium. White is the color of purity and light, black is the color of mourning and death, and the Rite tells us that we should never forget we are always in the midst of death, that we should never postpone making amends, never leave disputes unresolved, never fail to do a kindness, but neither should we be morbid and focused on death. Death borders what we know of life, but life is still good and filled with joy. The fact that life is transitory makes it all the more precious to us. Again, the secret is equilibrium. Life is precious, but it must never be so precious that a Scottish Rite Mason accepts dishonor or loss of integrity or the sacrifice of others as an acceptable price of living. To shrink from death is natural, but we must never let that natural impulse make us fearful or cowardly. The blue of the apron's flap represents the heavens, and the eye in the sunburst represents not only the eye of deity, who sees and knows all things, but also the sun, the source of visible light and the provider of physical energy to the earth. Heaven represents the goal of every mason, and the eye of deity reminds us that everything we do, even in our most unguarded and frustrated moments, is done in the immediate presence of God, even as its second meaning, that of the sun, reminds us of the warmth and love of God, which so many ancient cultures have typified by the physical light of our star. The wreath is made of olive and of laurel, symbols of peace and of victory. The victory, as always in the Scottish Rite, is not victory over others, but victory over ourselves, for that is the only victory which brings peace as its reward. But secrecy must be understood in its Masonic sense. It is not the secrecy of conspiracy, the concealment of motives and activities, or deeds done in darkness. For a Mason, secrecy is the ability to keep a confidence. Great systems of philosophy have taught through the ages that such an ability is the first step in developing self-discipline and self-control. And there is more. The greatest need in the lives of most people is for a friend in whom they can confide with no fear that what they said will be repeated. Each Scottish Rite Mason should strive to be such a friend. The second grade lesson of the fourth degree is duty. Nowadays, many people think of duty as doing the minimum required in a situation. But duty for a Scottish Rite Mason is a positive virtue, not a negative requirement. It is a joy to be fulfilled eagerly, not a task to be performed grudgingly. Duty and secrecy are the foundations not only of the Scottish Rite, but of creative living. 
a man or woman who can be relied upon to do what is right and to respect the confidentiality of a friend's private hopes and fears and doubts and dreams is well down the path of becoming an honored and honorable human being. Following is the description of the Scottish Rite Regalia for the fifth degree, Perfect Master, by Jim Tresner, 33rd degree, Grand Cross. The symbolic reenactment of the funeral of Hiram the Builder forms the theme of the fifth degree. We are told of the legend that each year on the anniversary of his burial, a worker was selected to represent the Grand Master Hiram, was briefly entombed and then brought forth, and was expected to live his life thereafter by the very highest standards of excellence and behavior. Hiram is the great archetypical hero of masonry. Books have been written exploring the meanings of Hiram as symbol and image, but at the most basic level, he represents the best of humanity, a hero because of his values, his knowledge, and his determination not to do what he believes to be wrong, even at the cost of his life. In the regalia of the fifth degree, the crossed pillars represent Jochen and Boaz, which biblical literature informs us Hiram named and set up on the porch of King Solomon's temple. In addition to their traditional Masonic meetings, they here represent Hiram himself. Resting upon them is a cube, symbol of a finite universe. But as the temple is considered, among its other meanings, to be a model or representation of the universe of life, or of life, the cube also represents the temple of Solomon or the work of Hiram. Surrounding the cube, or the temple, or the universe, are three circles in orange, blue, and red. The circle is, of course, one of the oldest symbols of God, and here represents his wisdom, his power, and his beneficence. The green border, lining and flap of the apron, and the green cordon represent spring or rebirth, the coming again of life after the death of winter. The compasses which form the jewel of the degree are opened on a quadrant to 60 degrees to represent the other ancient symbol of God, the equilateral triangle. Again, the lessons of the degree center around death, not as a negative or destroying force, but as the door through which we must pass to have eternal life. Thus, while the border of the apron of the fourth degree is black, this border represents moving past death into new life. The degree also reinforces the ancient Masonic obligation to see our brethren decently interred. Here, Pike also reminds us of the great importance of work and of doing that work well. The degree teaches that it is honorable to leave behind us tasks well and truly accomplished, just as it is shameful to leave, no leave nothing. Each of us, in his own way, can participate in the heroic nature of Hiram. We owe a debt to posterity. It is only in fulfilling that debt that we can repay the debt we owe to our predecessors. The Sixth Degree Confidential Secretary Sun, Moon, and Master by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree The story of the Sixth Degree goes like this. King Hiram was not having a good day. Word had just reached him in Tyre of the death of the Master Architect. He set forth in haste to Jerusalem. As he was passing through some desolate country, one of his courtiers informed him that the ruined towns that they saw were the ones King Solomon was giving to him. Incensed that he was receiving poor instead of rich territories, and not really thinking, he stormed into Solomon's audience chamber. Then, just as he was hitting his stride and telling Solomon what he thought of him, he found someone hiding and appearing to be a spy. It was more than an absolute monarch ought to be called upon to bear. King Hiram was wrong, of course. He judged quickly and from appearances. Solomon tactfully refrained from pointing out that Hiram looked like a fool. Instead, Solomon, acting the part of the peacemaker, allowed the monarch of Tyre to recover his dignity and then resolve the problem. 
The apron of the sixth degree is white lambskin bordered with crimson. The crimson is a symbol of zeal, and the degree both commends zeal as a virtue and warns against intemperate zeal, represented by the impetuosity and rashness of King Hiram. On the body of the apron are Phoenician initials of words which translate covenant, vow, or divine law. On the flap is a triangle, and the triangle repeats in the jewel of the degree. The jewel is formed from the tetricates and contains the triple delta. The deltas contain the symbols for the sun, the moon, and mercury, or the sun, moon, and master of the lodge. Remember that in Blue Lodge symbolism, the master is assumed to be a combination of the sun and moon, being a balanced man by virtue of possessing all characteristics in proper equilibrium. The degree teaches that duty is to be performed not mean-spiritedly, but with zeal, just as life is lived to be with zest, but always there must be balance, and it further teaches the great lesson that we are always to be slow in judgment and to act the peacemaker. The following article is from the June 1997 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA. It is titled Seventh Degree, Provost and Judge, The Plans in the Pocket, and is written by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree. The white of innocence and the red of guiltless blood, wrongly spilled, are the colors of the apron and cordon of the Seventh Degree. The blood is that of the master architect who died rather than betray a trust. The white represents not only the purity of his life, but the purity of act and motive to which every Scottish Rite Mason should aspire. But then we have a gold key, an ebony box, a balance or scales, and in the center of the white lambskin apron a red trimmed pocket with a red and white rosette just below its opening. The key is to a box of ebony seen in the degree which represents symbolically the human heart where, to quote Mackey, are deposited the secret designs and motives of our conduct by which we propose to erect the spiritual temporal of our lives. The pocket, legend tells us, holds the records of Solomon's tribunal, along with the plans of the temple. Embroidered on the flap of the apron is a hand of justice holding a balance or scales. Here, as throughout the Scottish Rite, the balance serves as a symbol for two important themes, equilibrium and justice. The degree reminds us that we should never judge the motives of others quickly, and we should avoid judging them at all, if that is possible. The simplest reason is that we cannot truly know the motives of another. They are locked away in his heart. But the other reason is that we are very inclined to apply different standards to others than to ourselves. We excuse our own actions on the basis that our motives are good, our heart is in the right place. But with others we often say, it doesn't make any difference why he did it, it was wrong. The gold key, ebony box, and balance or scales combine to remind us of the great lesson of the seventh degree. Each thought, each action, each dream, each virtue, and each vice become a part of the plan for our own temple our own life, no matter how tightly we may lock them in our heart. The Eighth Degree, or Intendant of the Building, by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross. Purity, zeal, hope for the future, white, red, and green. Those themes and colors resonate throughout the Scottish Rite. Purity is of many kinds, personal integrity, a focus on things of the spirit rather than the flesh, a moral refusal to exploit others. Zeal can be the earnest dedication of the cloistered scholar determined to find the truth no matter where it lies, or the unswerving opposition of the lover of freedom to all forms of intolerance. 
Hope for the future may be the individual's hope of the afterlife. The belief that this world can be made better and more compassionate, or a commitment to leave for future generations at least as much as was left to us. The colors of the eighth degree apron represent purity, or white, bordered by hope or regeneration, green, and lined with zeal, red. On the apron is a nine-pointed star which symbolizes the divine truth God revealed to the first men. This is the first appearance in the Scottish Rite degrees of the symbol which will become the triple interlaced triangle of the 32nd degree. Above the star is the balance, again symbolizing both equilibrium and justice, major keys in understanding the path to divine truth. On the flap is an equilateral triangle, symbol of deity, containing at each of its corners Phoenician letters which mean apex letter S for Hebrew words Shekinah, the divine presence, left the letter B for Ben-Kurim, meaning son of nobles or freeborn, and right the letter A for Ahad, meaning the one or our only God. The cordon is red or crimson, and the jewel hangs from it by a green ribbon. The jewel is a triangle or delta of gold. One side contains the Phoenician word for nobles or freeborn, which Pike tells us is intended to indicate the sons of Hiram. The other side has Samaritan letters, which are interpreted to mean one God, source of all things. Thus the jewel reinforces the theme of the degree, for Hiram was a worker, and his sons, noble and freeborn, work not because they are forced to, but from zeal, from a love of accomplishment. Work is central to the degree. One lesson is that a man cannot make real progress in masonry without study. The degree further teaches us that great undertakings are cooperative efforts. The degree also teaches the valuable lesson that knowledge is easily lost unless it is carefully preserved and passed on to future generations. We have an obligation to teach just as surely as we have an obligation to learn, and all of us have something of value to teach. The Ninth Degree Elu of the Nine, The Weapons of Truth by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross In the ninth degree of the Scottish Rite, ignorance, error, and intolerance, the great enemies of mankind, are symbolized by the black border of the apron and the black cordon. Throughout history, there has been a basic conflict between those who seek to suppress others and those who seek to free them. The conflict has usually been bloody. The white of the apron represents both masonry and truth, while the gold blazing star on the flap symbolizes the light and knowledge for which we must always seek. On the apron is a dark cavern in which burns a candle, again symbolic of the light which, however small, dispels the darkness and leads the seeker towards truth. The jewel of the degree is a dagger with gold hilt and silver blade. The gold and silver represent the sun and moon, and recall the symbolism of the Blue Lodge in which they combine to form the complete and balanced man, in control of his own passions, and free in his own thought. The gold and silver, or sun and moon, also suggest that truth never rests. It leads and shines both by day and by night. The red of the cordon represents the blood of those who have been persecuted for truth and for masonry. Their number is legion. Demolay burned at the stake because a tyrant regarded wealth more than honor. Tyndall murdered because he dared to translate the Bible. Millions of Jews and Masons in Hitler's death camps exterminated simply because they were Jews and Masons. Millions of intellectuals and other inconvenient persons in Cambodia massacred simply because they were intellectuals and inconvenient. 
The cordon's nine red rosettes symbolize the nine Elus, or elected ones, chosen to seek out the murderers of Hiram. In symbolic terms, we as Elus are elected to seek out ignorance, error, and intolerance, the murderers, which always seek to destroy the best in human nature, or Hiram. The rosettes also symbolize the nine special virtues of the degree which serve as additional weapons for the mason. Disinterestedness, courtesy, devotion, firmness, frankness, generosity, self-denial, heroism, and patriotism. The term disinterestedness sometimes causes confusion, as some people assume it to mean lack of concern or commitment, but that is not the meaning at all. Disinterestedness means without being self-serving, the person who tries to do right simply because it is right and not because it will benefit himself in any way is being disinterested. The virtues of the degree give rise to its duties, to enlighten our souls and minds, to share that light with the people, and to defend the interests and honor of our country so that its freedoms may be preserved and extended. Pike never allows us to forget that we are in a battle to the death with the forces which seek to enslave the spirit of men and women, and it is battle fought just as really with truth and justice and virtue as it ever was with sword or cannon. The problem of toleration is especially difficult because it is so easy to feel good about being intolerant. The highest price we are called upon to pay for freedom is not in taxes to defend the country, nor even on the battlefield. The highest price we must pay for freedom is to allow others to be free. Religious toleration means that we must allow others the same right to freedom of worship we demand for ourselves, even if we find their practices wrong or repugnant. Intellectual toleration means that we must allow the free and full exploration of every idea, even if we think it wrong or dangerous. Social toleration means we must allow others to live lifestyles we may find strange or uncomfortable, whether on a commune or in a convent. Of all the lessons a man or woman must learn to be truly human, toleration may well be the hardest. The following article is from the August 1998 Scottish Rite Journal of Freemasonry, Southern Jurisdiction, USA, and is written by Jim Tresner, 33rd Degree, Grand Cross. 10th Degree, Elu of the Fifteen, The Extirpation of Evil. The colors of the regalia of the 10th Degree repeat those of the 9th Degree, but there are some important differences. The apron of the 10th degree is not only bordered in black, it is fringed. This is the first time we encounter fringe on the Scottish Rite degree aprons. Fringe is a very old symbol found in the Hebrew tradition and in many others. It was apparently significant in the Phoenician system of thought as well, making it an interesting symbol in connection with Hiram, who was Hebrew on his mother's side and Phoenician on his father's. Fringe may be said to represent spirituality and a dedication to things of the spirit. Since the theme of the tenth degree is the elimination of ignorance, tyranny, and fanaticism or intolerance, the fringe on the apron suggests that the elimination of these three great enemies is not only necessary for the happiness and strength of a society, but also necessary for the spiritual growth of the individual and the society in which he lives. Opposition to ignorance, tyranny, and fanaticism thus becomes a sacred obligation for each individual. The three arches on the apron represent the east, west, and south entrances or gates to Jerusalem. Solomon, having directed that the head of one of the ruffians was to be exposed over each gate, the three rosettes above the arches represent the ruffians who murdered Hiram and symbolize ignorance, tyranny, and fanaticism, indicated above the rosettes by the letters I, T, and F. 
Thus, those entering Jerusalem, symbolically, those on a quest for spiritual self-development, are reminded of the nature of the enemies to be opposed. The fifteen who participated in the capture of the assassins of Hiram are rewarded by admittance into a higher degree, and the new order is called the Elu of the Fifteen. Elu meaning one who is selected or elected. The candidate of this degree, in being invested with this rank, devotes himself to toleration and liberality. The black of the cordon represents the sorrow caused to the world by ignorance, tyranny, and fanaticism. The jewel of this degree, like that of the ninth degree, is a dagger with a gold hilt and silver blade. The combination of gold, a sun metal, and silver, a moon metal, is an ancient symbol. The Egyptians topped many of their monuments and made many of their statues with an alloy of gold and silver, called electum. Again, the symbol teaches balance and harmony, the combination of the male, sun, and the female, moon. This balance is true even in the Sword of Truth, which the dagger of the degree symbolizes. A couple of points in the symbolism of the regalia deserve special notice. Ignorance is classified as a vice. We usually think of a vice as something a person does. But Pike tells us that ignorance is as destructive as any action could possibly be. Tyranny is given some special attention. We generally think of tyranny as the political oppression of some people, but tyranny comes in many forms. Tyranny takes place whenever any person or group says, what I want is more important than what you want. My desires are more important than your desires. I matter more than you matter. Do it my way or else, or even worse, believe my way or else. Tyranny does not equate with authority, but with attitude. We do not call the skilled and caring teacher who maintains order and discipline in his or her class a tyrant, nor the king who governs for the best interest and welfare of his people, nor the nation which offers protection to another nation, while carefully not interfering with the nation so helped, nor the husband or wife who discharges the affairs of the household with authority, but also love and concern. The essence of tyranny is selfishness. And if tyranny is selfishness in the world of material things, fanaticism is selfishness in the world of ideas and beliefs. Fanaticism is the sort of selfishness which says, I am right, if you do not agree with me, you are wrong, and I have the right to hurt you. Ignorance allows both fanaticism and tyranny to flourish, for only knowledge can form the basis of freedom, and ignorance is the primary weapon of the tyrant and the fanatic. Even today, the first action by a group attempting to overthrow a government and establish a dictatorship is to take control of all the means of communication and education. Radio and television stations first, then newspapers and magazines. Both the tyrant and the fanatic can give good reasons why just a little censorship is needed, only until things stabilize, or why they should control what people read because otherwise they may ask questions and lose the true faith. The fanatic always wants to benefit others. All he asks in return is your mind and your soul. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.